guys, welcome back to the next episode of J&G Sports Network. This is Jay over here, it's G over there. Yo, what's going on, my dudes? And today, we're going to do our first NFL, main, like our main NFL uh, episode, right? Because like last time we did like a hybrid of the NBA NFL, but there really hasn't been too much going on in the NBA, so, and there's been a lot going on in the NFL, so we figured we'd talk about that today. Um, so obviously, the biggest thing right now, what's going on in the NFL is free agency. Um, and it's been insane, as we mentioned last episode. It's like the biggest free agency I can remember in, in, in you know, in my personal history. Um, so yeah, you know, if you guys don't know, he's a Steelers fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. Hardy har. Um, so I guess we'll start with 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 our team's free agencies. So we'll start with the Steelers over there. All right. Yeah, we're gonna start with the free agent acquisitions or re-signings. Uh, I got a list here from ESPN.com. First one on the list is Miles Jack. I think this was, I think this was probably one of the best signings uh, this all season for the Steelers. I think it came out of left field because one, no one expected Jacksonville to release him. Yeah, and two, I bet no one expected the Steelers to go after him yeah. like they did. Oh yeah, I agree with that. Um, Miles Jack, like I said, it was just out of nowhere. He's a great linebacker. Uh, he's gonna definitely fill a hole up the middle for the Steelers. Yeah, and I mean, I, the other thing is is they signed Jack and then they released Schobert. Mm. I don't think they should have released him just yet to see how this season pans out. Yeah. Because of the different formations that they may run or they might try new things and they might need an extra linebacker. And I do like Robert Spillane, but I think Joe Schobert is just outright better than Spillane. And then let's just say they go three down linemen. They could put Schobert in the box to cover the running back if he goes to run. But, yeah, I, I agree. But, you know, it's that thing where it's like, you know, you can't have everybody, so you're going to lose somebody. Yeah, I mean, and they when they did cut and they saved 7.8 mil against the cap for the upcoming season. So I guess, I guess there's a little bit to win in there. Yeah, yeah. The next signee is James Daniels. The offensive guard, who I believe played for the Bears beforehand. Yes, yes. I I think this was a good move, especially with the O-line being as terrible as it was last year. Now they were uh, majority rookies or first, second-year players, but I think bringing in some veteran offensive linemen to beef it up is going to really help uh, what they're going to do. And maybe with getting Trubisky, Maybe we go offensive lineman in the first round. I wouldn't be opposed to it. You know, I, I, I personally think if Kenny Pickett's still there, you want to you want to grab him. But um, I think, yeah, this is not the the strongest quarterback class. So I don't think, I don't think it would be a bad thing if you took offensive line um, first round. Because, like I said, I think people, I don't want to say forget, but like they're really not understanding the full value that James Daniels will bring for you guys because. He's he's a great lineman. He's a great guard, interior lineman for you guys. And I think people just overlooked the the offensive line too much. Oh yeah, I saw a video on TikTok. It's that I forget what his name is. It's that Ravens fan that's very annoying. And he, oh. you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, hooping. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he said um, when the Dolphins signed uh, Teron Armstead to that giant deal, he was like. I know it was like a parody and it wasn't, you know, he wasn't being truthful. Let's hope not. But he was saying like, why would you pay an offensive lineman that much? I'm just like, you can't start a football game without offensive linemen. 
Yeah, no. Let's be let's be real here. Your quarterback doesn't get passing yards or rushing yards without the offensive line. It's Unless you're Joe Burrow. I mean, yeah. Then you go to a Super Bowl without an offensive line. Mm-hmm. Next on the signee list is uh, I, I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to say it, but it's Gunner. He played for the Patriots la- uh, the last couple seasons. Yeah, it's your boy Gunner Oshevsky. Oshevsky, whatever. Yeah. Um, I mean, we did need a return guy because of Ray Ray McLeod departing. I mean, depth, uh, a little bit of depth at wide receiver because, I mean, now we got, like, Deontay, and that's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. That's another thing that I, that I hope they go after. If they don't go after offensive linemen, then wide receiver in the draft. Yeah, I I I, I completely agree. Because, like, what do you what are you guys the receiver room looking like? It's what Claypool, Deontay, uh, Tom, jo- Deontay Johnson. Well, I, I don't know, it's 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 Deontay Claypool, and then from there I have no clue who's even playing wide receiver for us. Well, we got Gunner, so he's probably going to be in there at wide receiver three. Yeah, at this point, yeah. Depending on what they do, but Put Eric Ebron at receiver. No, we don't even have Ebron anymore. Oh my gosh. I don't think we do because I think he was a free agent. Mm. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure on that. Not 100 sure. We still might have him, but at that point, put Ebron down the block and put Fryermuth out at tight end. I mean, out, uh, put him out the slot. Yeah. Next is Montravius Adams, defensive tackle. I mean, he filled in for Tyson Alulu when he got injured. I think we got him about a little bit. Halfway through the year, I mean, he had three quarterback hits, one tackle for lost, eight tackles in five games. I mean, he was solid to, like, not have them run up the middle. And I feel like getting a Lulu back, he's going to be a good backup. Yeah, he'd be solid in there. Rotational defense. Yeah. Next is one of my personal favorites. Getting Levi Wallace. Now, I say that because when Levi Wallace played Alabama, Mika was the safety, and they did a lot of stuff together, creating plays. And I hope that translates over to the Steelers because he got that chemistry. Mm-hmm. Next is... <laughs> Chihuahua, a core four. I think this was a great re-sign. Oh, you talk about the tackle? Yeah, offensive tackle. Okay, okay. A core four. Yeah, I mean, bringing him back, I feel like he's gotten better as the season's gone on. And, uh, I mean, I feel like we could put him in there and he could do good. I mean, he was a 2018 third-round pick. He had some solid performances. And uh, he, I guess he had a standout game against Miles Garrett. So, I mean, if you can you – can, uh, you can block Miles Garrett. That's saying something about you, I believe. Yeah, you can block pretty much everybody then. Yeah. I mean, I, I like the re-sign three-year, $29 million deal. Yeah, I think he's worth it. He probably will keep going and improving as it, as the yeah. seasons come on. And he'd just be a good standing tackle for now. Yeah. I mean, even if we don't have somebody and he develops, I still think that's, mm-hmm. that's going to be one of the top things. Uh Another offensive line move. We signed Mason Cole to a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
He did play. He played 32 of 46 games with the Arizona Cardinals before he was traded to the Vikings prior to last season. He started seven games with Minnesota, including three at right guard. I mean, I feel like we could put him at center. And then let's just say Kendrick Green is not doing that well at guard. We could switch them around. I feel like he could be a versatile guard center type of lineman that we could move him around if need be. But, I mean, I like this signing. It boosts the offensive line again mm-hmm. for someone who has been in the game and knows about, you know what I mean, what goes on. Yep, yep, for sure. Next, the uh, second biggest, in my opinion, Michael Mitchell Trubisky. Mm. Mitch Trubisky. Me personally, I absolutely love this pick. Love this pickup. And my reasoning is, He's better than Mason. He's better than Haskins. Yeah. And he's probably, in my opinion, one of the best free agents out there. He took a Bears team under Matt Nagy to the playoffs. Now, he did have a really good defense, mm-hmm. but you're not going to make it to the playoffs solely on defense. We've seen that with the Steelers a couple years ago when we had to go through the Mason and Duck season. Yeah. Uh, I'm just excited to have someone other than Mason in there to yeah, be quarterback. I, I think, especially with Trubisky, I think, you know, I, obviously he wasn't great, great in Chicago, but I think he got a lot of unnecessary hate that came to light and people realized it wasn't him, like wasn't all him um, once Justin Fields came in. Because, yeah, again, like Justin Fields wasn't great either, but that, that offense, that offensive scheme in Chicago is just, it's terrible. The coaching's terrible. I mean, now hopefully it should get better. They lost Nagy. They let go of Nagy, but um, I'm excited to see what what uh, he can, what Trubisky can do in a in a offense different than Chicago. You know what I mean? He's in a new situation, a new place. Hopefully, he can do better. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Some a place that actually wants him to thrive and do good. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like the year under Josh Allen really helped him mm. to develop a little bit, which I think is one of the big things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, f- I think this is like this is kind of like one of them low risk, high reward starts. And let's just say we make the playoffs and we make a run with Trubisky. Hey, and then in my opinion, I feel like if he's there, I think either take Kenny Pickett first round. Yep. If he's not there, take a lineman or wide receiver. Then we get Sam Howell in the second round if he's there. That's just what I think we should do. Yeah, definitely. Next is safety, Miles Killebrew. I mean, he he was more of a special team guy. Yeah. He had some moments in there, but it's just. He's not he, really too much here. Yeah, he's just, a, I shouldn't say a spot filler because he came in, I think he made a couple plays, but he's he's just there to be a backup. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? You got to have 52 guys in your roster. Yeah, and I mean it says I mean it says he uh yeah. Uh we also signed cornerback Arthur Mollett to a two year deal. Um I feel like he could be a uh a a good slot defender if we need him there. Mm-hmm. He had forty seven tackles in sixteen games, including five for a loss. I mean, he's not gonna be the Mike Hilton that we had that I wish we would have kept. Yeah. But I mean it's good to have another cornerback in here and that's about wraps it up for uh the Steelers so grade grade the Steelers offseason from like A to F how do you think it was I think I think it was a solid so far B. so far I, so far 
so far, I think it's a solid B. I mm-hmm. feel like it could have been worse, but I also feel like we could have done better. I feel it's, like, it's, it's around a B. Now, I'm going to ask, who do you think, real, realistically, who do you think they could have signed that might have made it from a B to an A? Teron Armstead. That's fair. That's definitely valid. Uh, they might have been going after him. I don't know. But if we would have got Armstead in here, and let's just say we don't sign Ben Mason, mm-hmm. or or the, uh, you know what I mean, and we bring in Armstead, I feel like that would have pushed it to a B-plus to an A. Yeah. And also... Also, if we can get Honey Badger, that would push it to an A, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, let's hear the Cowboys then, Paul. <laughs> All right, so um, I'll be honest. The, the 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 start of Cowboys free agency was a straight F. I hate like I understood they were trying to clear up cap room for sure and end it with like the seventh most in the NFL. Um, when we were negative to go into the offseason. so they definitely did a great job there. Um, but I, I we lost like they they were cutting everybody, they were trading, blah blah blah. I, I really, really didn't like it. Um, but since then, I think it's elevated. Things have gotten better. Um, so we can start with, um, obviously, we had traded Amari Cooper to the Browns for, what, like a fifth and a sixth? Yeah, like, not, not very Absolutely much. anything. And then the yeah. Browns and the restructuring his contract anyway. But, um, you know, that is what that is. Um, we lost Randy Gregory to the Broncos, who – and originally, originally he had re-signed with the Cowboys. And then last second, Stephen Jones tried to come in and change up some of the contract details. So Gregory basically told him, F them. I'm going to go somewhere where that will actually pay me the money. Because, um, like, I don't know if you are aware, but they tried to – because, you know, Gregory's been struggling with suspensions ever since he's got drafted. So they made a they – they were trying to add a clause into his contract where if he got – now, correct me. I might be a little off. In the, I know the gist. But I might be a little off, but if he got suspended, they could void his contract. I and so they he was like, no, I want I want to get guaranteed money. So he went to the Broncos. Um, let's see here. We lost Connor Williams. Thank God. Thank God. Um, offensive guard, terrible. I hate it. He he literally got it was a, every time we'd have a big play, they call back as a holding call. Back, I'm like, I yeah. Um, and that, that's kind of it of like the major, major fragrance we lost. Um, so to start though on the re-signing is obviously we started with Michael Gallup, um, re-signed him to a big contract and I love it. Um, he is coming off an ACL, but from what I've been hearing and reading is that there's a possibility he comes back next season, either only missing a few games or maybe not even missing any games at all. So he's on a really good track to get back. And I think when with him back, um, it's going to be him and CeeDee Lamb kind of fighting for that receiver 1A, 1B role. Um, I guess, yeah, we did lose Cedric Wilson, too, to the to the uh, Dolphins, which is going to hurt a little bit because, like, we're kind of – we went from one of the most depth field receiver rooms to, like, now we kind of have two guys. But you can only throw the ball to too many people, so many people. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure we might draft somebody in a later round. Um, the second one, which I – Love him. I'm glad they were able to get this contract done. Is uh, Jaron Curse the safety? Um, they they resigned Malik Hooker earlier in the offseason, which I enjoyed. Uh, our secondary just needs tons of help, and Curse was one of the few bright spots of it last year. And they, I mean, they got him for cheap two years, $10 million. They got him for cheap. Uh, he balled out last year. You know, he could probably do the same. Um, he is almost 30, he's like 28. But like I said, last year, I know in the uh, you know. 
obviously we lost the games, but he did his thing against George Kittle. So it's like, how much more can you ask from this guy? You know what I mean? Um, let's see here. Next was th- this one. I mean, like for the value of it uh, is all right. Dorrance Armstrong, you know, we lost Gregory, so he's going to come in and be a rotational pass rusher. But, you know, two years, 13 million. He's not, like I said, he's a rotational guy. He's not going to offer you too, too much. Um, then, or just, I think our most recent one, we just re-signed our all-pro punter from last year. Don't forget, all-pro. He was an all-you know, all-pro. All-pro. All-pro can't Inter. forget it. Yep. Um. So you know, yeah, he he was he was great for us last year. Um. I don't. People were kind of undervaluing the punter. I think paying a punter over three million dollars a year and letting go some of our other guys was kind of weird. But he's good. So you know. I mean, um, he's making more than I think Leighton Vanderesh. Yeah, something like that. Like it's weird. Um, and then of course we had we re-signed the prodigy, Jake McQuaid, the long snapper. Um, that's LP, the man. Yep, LP Lazador was our long snapper for like forty years. I feel like. Um. So once he retired, we we were kind of like, oh, we got to find somebody, and Jake McQuaid's gonna be that. He's got for like fifteen straight years. He's gonna keep getting one year deals, one year deals. Just, you know what it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, hell, the long snapper, in my opinion, is the best position to be in. You come onto the field for minimal plays, you get almost a million dollars to just do that and be good at it. I mean, oh yeah, um, you, you get to block and hit. What more do you want to do? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I said, I mentioned earlier, Malik Hooker. Um, you know, he kind of the start of the season last year was kind of weird because he can't, he was coming off his I think it was Achilles injury. So he was kind of in and out the start of the season. And then towards the later part of the season, he really started coming on. So I, I am pretty happy we resigned him. Um, this next one, Dalton Schultz. Um, I'm hit or miss about it because I like Dalton and I'm glad we kept him. But I don't like that we franchise tagged him because I think that's like $10 million we just paid to him for one season. And, you know, that's a lot for Schultz. That's like top, obviously it's, Franchise tag, it's top end tight end money, and he's just not on the same level as guys like Kelsey Waller, Kittle. Mark. He's just not on that level. Um, but it's only one year, so what are you gonna do about it? I um, mean, and with uh losing Amari Cooper and then having uh CD Lamb and Michael Gallup come in, that could op- open up some opportunities for him to uh, be a more of a pass catcher and yep. maybe uh, elevate his game a little bit more from what it is. Yeah, and like just like the next one, we re-signed Noah Brown to a one-year deal. Um, You know, Noah Brown's just kind of been buried on the depth chart because of how good a receiver room's been. So, you know, I, he always plays pretty decently in preseason. So now, you know, going into the season, he's probably going to be receiver three. So he's going to definitely get the opportunities to uh, to show off and what he's got. Um. One thing about the Cowboys offense last year, because we had like four good receivers, we like it felt like it felt like every play you had a different set of receivers out there. Um, just to get them all playing time. But I feel like this season you're gonna see a lot of just Gallup and C D Lamb out there with tight end. You know what I mean? Or you're gonna see like uh uh Gallup, C D and Noah Brown. You're not gonna see the constant rotation of receivers because we just don't have that at the moment. Yeah, uh, but we did. We did. I almost forgot. We did sign James Washington, Washington, from the Steelers. 
Um, I think that's a great pickup just for the depth aspect, just somebody that can go in and play. And he's, he's you know, he's better than Noah Brown. So I would definitely say James, James Washington's our, our third receiver going into the year. You guys can have him. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see here. Next is uh, Leighton Van Der Esch. Um, you know, I, I don't really know. Um, when when he was drafted in his first year or so, he was great. Him and Jalen Smith in that, that linebacking core was fantastic. Uh, we even got the nickname, like, the UFO defense because we were just – their defense was just everywhere at all times. Um, but then, obviously, you know, Jalen Smith kind of fell off. And Van Der Esch, I don't want to say he fell off, but he legit never got better. You know what I mean? Like, he just kind of stayed at that point he was at as a rookie. Um, so, yeah, like I said, he he, he was a pro bowler's rookie year. And then, yeah, you know what I mean? That that's, that was it. Now, is, uh, I don't really watch a lot of Cowboys games, but is Van Der Esch that type of linebacker where you can put outside and inside? Not really. He's not very good at cover. He's kind of a up-the-middle tackler run stopper type of you know what I mean like he's not great at really anything he's just you know what I mean like his his rookie year he was very explosive at attacking the ball carrier and now he's just like he'll make a play you know what I mean I don't know it's just it's kind of he's just kind of there now do you think he's worth the three million dollars yeah because I don't know anybody else we could have put in that's better um especially with Jabril Cox coming off that uh I think it was ACL or something like that so I don't think we really have anybody better we could put in there. I mean, you could sign the free agent out there that we talked about. Yeah, but it's Dallas, and like you know, as we all know from Dallas, they don't go out and sign big name free agents at all ever. That is true. Just like the Steelers. Yeah. So uh, we talk about um, talk about our acquisitions. I mentioned earlier James Washington. So I definitely, you know, I'm a fan of that. Um, now this one, you know, I was pretty upset about the whole Randy Gregory situation, how that happened, but signing Dante Fowler helps, helps smooth it over. doesn't fully smooth it over. Um, obviously Dante is not as good as Randy Gregory, but I think the only thing we really needed because of we, we, our two main edge rushers are going to be Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Right. But. I think you want to you want to have rotational pass rushers. That way, Micah can play off ball too. I don't think you want him as an every down pass rusher because he's just too good all around the field to, to like stick him in that one spot. I think he's a guy you want, depending on the formation, to be either rushing or back in coverage, or you know what I mean, it's like a free floater. Um, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. And getting Dorrance Armstrong, that's going to help uh, yeah. keep. Micah Parsons possibly out of the box and back in coverage because we've seen that he can keep up with some of the wide receivers yep. in the league. Yep. So now you have, you know, you have Lawrence on one side and then your rotation of Dante Fowler and Dorrance Armstrong on the other side. You know, so I, I'm not, I'm not really, I'm not really too upset about that. Um, you know, it, it, overall, to talk about our offseason, oh, I forgot, I even forgot to mention we uh, we cut. Lyle Collins, who just signed with the 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 Bengals, that was a that was a big one. Um, you know, I, I'd give it maybe a C if I'm being generous. Um, we lost a lot of, and we brought in okay players in return. 
you know what I mean? Like we we got rid of stars to bring in role players. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I feel like the one that really really hit you guys was uh the Amari Cooper Neal. But I I think it I think it's between Amari Cooper and the uh Lyle Collins. Yeah, did did you so you guys cut him or Yeah, we cut him because they were looking for trade partners. They couldn't buy so they cut him. You know, why, and this, why, this this is not my Cowboys bias, but Collins is one of the best tackles in the league. I, I know, like, he's kind of had some injuries the past year or two, but when he's playing, he's still one of the best tackles in the league. Yeah, y'all should y'all should have yeah. kept him. He's younger than Tyron. Like, I, I love Tyron Smith. I really do. He's been a Cowboy forever, but he's much older. I feel like if you're going to cut one of your tackles, cut Tyron. Let the younger guy stay in. But yeah, that just that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But, you know, yeah, we don't even have a – you know, now to think of it, we don't even have a guard to start now that Connor Williams is going. I, I don't know. You know, my, pretty much anybody <laughs> better than Connor Williams. But that's not – now, hey. I know we, we were looking at people like Von Miller, Darius Smith, Chandler Jones, Bobby Wagner, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, three of those guys have signed now. Bobby Wagner still hasn't signed. Uh, they were looking at Tyron a little bit too, Matthew. Um, you know, but <laughs> I, I think – between Tyron Matthew and Bobby Wagner, we we would sign Wagner first, but I don't think we're going to sign either one of them. Yeah, I don't think you guys are going to fork up the money to get either one of them. Yeah, and it's sad, but it you know. <laughs> hey, uh, th- this is my chance. Uh, hey, Dallas Cowboys. I said I'm a Steelers fan, but hey, I'm five five eleven, three hundred pounds. You need an offensive guard? Call me. I'll come out and play. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I'm ready to suit up. I'm ready. I might not be as strong, but I can be as cheeky. I got this. Hell yeah, that, that's the official application for left guard. Um, yeah, I'll go out there. I'll be. I'll be a left guard. All you have to do I, is not hold every fucking play, and you'll oh, be better than Connor Williams. Oh, I got this. I'll get up under. Uh, I'll get up under Aaron Donald and Cam Hayward and stuff that ain't getting past me. So somebody get a clip that he's gonna get up underneath them. Um, <laughs> okay, so I have a list here of all the free agent signings. Obviously, we don't have to talk about all of them because some of them are very insignificant signings. But um, we'll go through like all the the big names, and so I'll I'll read you the player where they went to the contract, and just we'll talk about it. Okay. All right. So now, and then this is just the way they're listed off. So Von Miller uh, going from the Rams to the Bills on a six-year deal worth $120 million. That's a lot of money. Especially to a guy that's 32 years old already. Yeah, he's going to last two more years. Yeah. Maybe three. I, he, ain't, he ain't lasting those six years. No, I, 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 think, I think the only reason the Bills offered him that contract was to guarantee he'd come play there. Oh yeah, um, but there's I yeah I there's no way he's lasting six years of that contract. Uh, if he does, I, I'll shit I'll shit my pants. That's fair enough. Um, next is uh, let's see, J.C. Jackson going from New England to the Chargers on a five year deal worth eighty two and a half million. That Chargers defense is stacked this year. Yes, they're looking to win the division, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Yeah, I mean you got. What they traded they traded for Khalil Mack. They signed J.C. Jackson. You already have Joey Bosa and Derwin James. That, you know, I know they don't really – corners are an issue and linebackers are – like and like inside linebackers, like on, off-ball linebackers are kind of an issue. But, like, 
if you have a such a good front four rushing and two over the top safeties that are like, or I, I guess they did. I'm sorry, Jason Jackson's a corner, but like, um, they're not perfect, but I think they're they're they have the star power enough to kind of hide some of the holes they have with defense. Oh yeah, and I mean they got a young guy in Kenneth Murray Jr. who is coming off of an injury last season who lives in and out, I feel like he's going to step his game up and he's going to provide them with that middle linebacker that they need. They got Asante Samuel Jr., who is, in my opinion, he's going to learn from J.C. Jackson. That's going to be uh, a really good cornerback duo right there. That's going to yeah. shut some people down, in my opinion. And I know they signed uh, at, least a couple, uh, at least one defensive tackle who's going to help with their run game, which was a really big problem last season. Yep. Okay, so next is uh, this one's very recent, um, but Teron Armstead going from uh, New Orleans to Miami on a five-year, seventy-five million dollar deal. He's worth it for sure, um, especially for a team like Miami that just traded chips in for for Tyreek Hill. Um, you know, I feel like they just they get somebody else, or they signed Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't really know what's going on with that. Like who's gonna? I'm, I'm assuming two is still gonna start. Um, I don't really I think, understand that signing. I think they're just bringing it in to have a veteran backup in case something goes wrong with Tua, like he gets injured or, you know what I mean, something like that. Yeah, I I think you're gonna see this Dolphins team. Is I think it's gonna be, now you know this is just off predictions. I could be way off on this, but I think it's gonna be the Bills and then the Dolphins and then the Patriots in that division. Um. Uh, nah, Jets are winning the division. What do you mean? <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, uh, I mean, out of that uh, Tyree Kill trade, the Dolphins won that trade. Unless someone comes out of nowhere in the draft for the Chiefs, they got a, a first and second this year, a third next year, and then a fourth and a fifth, or a fourth next year and a fifth and a sixth the following year. In my opinion, they didn't get a lot. No, not not for one of the best receivers in the NFL. And, I mean, then that puts Juju in the spot he was basically in with with the Steelers. He yep. did just less weapons around him than what he had. Yep. So, next is uh, Christian Kirk going from Arizona to Jacksonville. Four years, $72 million. I don't like hating on people in the NFL because they are top-tier athletes and they could smoke me in about everything, but – Christian Kirk has not have a thousand yard receiving season yet, and you pay him near eighty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, you can't explain it. I, I'm pretty sure the last two years are voidable in some sense, so really you only have them guaranteed for two years. Um, so I guess that's the bright side of it, and you know maybe Christian Kirk comes out in a new offense, and takes off. I mean that that's always that is a possibility that he comes out and he just balls out in an offense where he's the number one wide receiver. Yeah. Um so I kind of, I don't want to I'll leave it there. I think we talked about that a little bit in our last episode, so I don't want to harp on it too much. Um next is one I kind of already talked about with the Cowboys is Granny Gregory going from Dallas to Denver on a five year seventy million dollar deal. Um I think it's I think it's I think it's it's fine for the Broncos. Gregory's not this like Pro Bowl all pro pass rusher or anything like that. You know, he's he's fine. He's a good rotation. I mean it'll it'll 
put some pressure on the other side for somebody like Chubb, for Bradley Chubb. But, like, you know, it, it's not like a – it's not a crazy signing. Yeah, no, it's not. It's just like a guy that can get you a sack or two a game and just give you some pressure and tackling. Yeah. Um, Marcus Williams going from the Saints to Baltimore on a five-year, $70 million deal. Uh, I, you know, I like it. Um, it helps Baltimore secondary a lot. Um, you're getting arguably, I don't even think it's arguably, but you're getting, you're getting obviously the best safety in the, in the, the free agency in, in like free agency this year. And, um, it kind of seems like that Saints team is like, I don't want to say they're on a fire sale, but it's like, they're just, now that Peyton's gone. And, you know, Drew Brees is gone. They're just like, you guys can all leave. You know what I mean? Like, we, we don't even care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> our, our our glory days are over. You guys can just go if you want. We're not going to be yeah. good. But it's it's a great pickup for Baltimore. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with that. Uh, I'm actually scared to play against them a little bit more now since they got <laughs> me. But, you know, we're still going to uh, kick their ass. <laughs> next is Chandler Jones going from the – Cardinals to the Ram or to the Raiders. I'm sorry. That Raiders uh, team is is stacked. They're yeah. getting they're getting to that point. They they are. Um, the one thing I always worry about the, with the Raiders is it seems like they could just never. They can just never push anything. You know what I mean? Like they might make the playoffs, but they lose first round, or they might not make the playoffs. You know, like I just the team, no matter what they have, they just can never really seem to put it all together. Um, but they brought in a lot of talent this offseason, so this could be the year they do it. Yeah, maybe, maybe they make a push, but um, yeah, uh, I just I don't know. Just with everything going on, you know, it uh, the Raiders, you know, Henry Ruggs with his killer speed. Ugh. I just don't know when someone's gonna make another mistake on the Raiders. Yeah, um, because I mean they already had John Gruden, they had. Oh, Henry yeah. Ruggs. It, I I don't know. It's just it's a good team, but there's just so much stuff that's probably gonna go wrong. Yeah. Um. Next is Brandon Sheriff, the sheriff himself, going from Washington Commanders to the Jacksonville Jaguars on a uh, three-year, forty-six million dollar deal. Um. Or I'm sorry, three-year, forty-nine million. Um. I, it's good for Jacksonville to get a, a really good guard interior offensive lineman to protect Trevor Lawrence. Um, that's really all I can say about that. You know, he's better than what they got there. He's pretty good. I mean, uh, I mean, most linemen are better than what they got there. That's so very, that's very valid. It's very valid, and you know, maybe that'll help open up uh, Christian Kirk because Trevor Lawrence will have more time. Yeah, and maybe it'll open up like James Washington or. Uh, Travis Etienne. James uh, Robinson? Yeah, James Robinson. That's what I said. You said James Washington. J- I said J- James Robinson. <laughs> Open him um, up some holes or Travis Etienne. I think Etienne's yeah. on the Jags. Yeah. Okay. Now, next we go to a former, a former, former um, Jaguar and Allen Robinson going from Chicago to the Rams on a three-year, $46 million deal. I mean, I I just I feel like that's a really good pickup for the Rams. That gives them more receiving. 
not that they really need it, but it gives them another weapon out there to put aside. But from they, they, they might need it, though, because they traded Robert Woods. Yeah. And they haven't resigned Odell. Yeah, so that they were, they were kind of they're kind of just sitting with Cooper Cup at that moment. I am kind of surprised they haven't resigned Odell just yet. I'm not sure if they even will because I think I saw some talk that he's looking at other teams now. I, I think he, he still wants to go back to the Rams, but I think now he's starting to like look at other offers. You know what I mean? Or like want to go to other teams too. Yeah, so, I mean, I would too. I mean, they haven't resigned you yet. Or I don't even know if they really offered him anything. I mean, I'd go out and look in somewhere. Hell, maybe uh, maybe he signs with the Chiefs. Yeah. Um. And then, okay. So next we go with the linebacker Fuyasad Olukun going from Atlanta Falcons to Jacksonville Jaguars, um, for three years, forty-five million. I think. Obviously, he's not as good as Miles Jack is. Um, I don't really know what you're getting out of Olukun in that defense. Do you want him to play Mike? Do you want him to play outside? Like, I, I, I just don't really know where he's going to fit on that, that defense because they kind of need it all. Um, I mean, it's just one more piece to the puzzle, I guess, if they yeah. ever put the puzzle together. Yeah. Um, next, we can go to uh, Hassan Reddick going from the Panthers to the Eagles on a three-year, $45 million deal. Um, as a Cowboys fan, I'm a little worried about this one. Um Hassan Reddick is uh, a nasty, nasty, nasty ass pass rusher, and especially now that we cut Lyle Collins, he's going to eat Terrence Steele's lunch every week we play them. I mean, at least you only got to see him twice. Yeah, but that's two more times I really want to. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the Eagles. Come on, they're going to choke. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, next, which is one I was hoping Dallas would pick up, but again, didn't offer, is Darius Smith going from the Packers to the Vikings, going to a division rival, um, for three years, $42 million. Darius said, I see you, Aaron. You're just going to take your money. You don't care about the rest of us. I'm going to do the I'm, same. <laughs> I'm going to the Vikings, and I'm coming to rip your head off. Hell yeah. Um, now, crazy, crazy report I saw the other day. Now, I don't know if it's actually going to happen, but it's the the Vikings were looking at trade offers for Daniel Hunter and would cut him if they couldn't find him. Are you serious? Yes. Now, I'm gonna be honest. Defensively, Daniel Hunter's your best player outside of you know Harrison Smith. I, why do why do you cut your best pass rusher? I mean, I don't know, and I mean especially with adding in Zedaria Smith. Yes, because that's going to make it nothing but easier for Daniel Hunter. Yeah, I don't know. It's the Vikings. Yeah, anyway. It's um, the Vikings. Now we're starting to get down into some, like, uh, signings. So I'll kind of skip over some that aren't really... Eye-popping. Yeah. Um, Justin Reed going from Houston to KC. Mm. Um, he's been a fine, pretty good safety for Houston the past couple of years. But he's just, he's in Houston, and they really haven't been relevant in the past two years now. Outside of the you know the the off the field stuff, so I think people kind of forgot who Justin Reed was. <laughs> I think now that you put him in KC, potentially filling Tyron Matthews' shoes, um, you'll see him. People will see how good he really is because he's on more of a national scale now. Oh yeah, I can understand that, but I still think Tyron Matthew leaves a giant hole to fill in that defense. 
Yeah. Oh, um, Alex Alex Kappa goes from Tampa Bay to Cincinnati. They they uh, the Bengals are doing whatever they can to resign or get get Joe Burrow an offensive line. Um, you basically bring in a whole new right side of the line in Kappa and Lyle Collins. Um, obviously Brady's gonna miss having uh stout offensive linemen up the middle, but um, yeah, no, I I think that's a great pickup for Cincinnati. Oh, definitely. I mean, especially when. Joe Burrow was sacked like 70 times in a regular season. Yeah, pretty that, much. That's just – that's 20 – that's like 30 times more than he should be. Yeah. It's just insane. 70 times, I think it was, and then like almost 20 in the playoffs. Yep. Um, Go down here to uh, James Winston resigned. Two years, $28 million. I think it's fine. I think before he got hurt last season, he was playing great, and they were like, what, 5-2? and two? And then once he got hurt, they just dropped off the cliff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like he was playing better. And I think seeing people seem to forget that when he did have that 30-30 season, he had over 5,000 yards passing. Mm-hmm. And people blame him for them picks. But if you look at Bruce Arians and how he runs his offense, it's an air raid style offense. And we're going to throw the ball down the field. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think it would be good for Winston. I think he's going to prove himself as a starting quarterback. Um, we kind of already talked about James Daniels. Um, Leonard Fournette resigns. Not really much there. Uh, Miles Jack kind of talked about a little bit. Hmm, Trubisky. I'm not really seeing too. Uh, Cordell Patterson resigned, and actually, I saw a stat that I think Patterson's played for nine seasons for five different teams. This is the first team that's offered him a second contract. That's crazy. And he deserves it. He balled out last year. Oh, yeah. He definitely did. And I think in an interview he even said, like, why do you, you know, why are you okay playing so many positions? He went, you know, when I was a kid, my mom was working, like, three jobs. If she can do that, then I can do the same thing. And I think he is even in a depth chart as a safety for, for them. I'm just like, this man about to, Grab a touchdown pass, a rushing pass, uh, rushing pass, yeah, a passing. He's about to have a receiving touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and a pick six in a game here soon. Mm. It's gonna be wild. Um, obviously the biggest free agent. I can't believe I forgot. Eli Apple resigns to Cincinnati for a one-year deal. <laughs> <laughs> the man that wants all the smoke and then gets smoked. Yep. Um. Let's see, going to the team that uh, they beat in the conference championship, Juju goes from Pittsburgh to Kansas City. They can have him. They can have him. Juju, at the, beginning of the, at the beginning of his career, when he had Antonio Brown and Martavius Bryant, he could put up numbers mm-hmm. because he had someone on the opposite side that was taking pressure from him. Once Antonio Brown left, he was number one, one receiver. He couldn't do it. Now then again, I think that was I think that was the year Ben got hurt. So we had Mason and Duck, but even then you still gotta you still gotta do your thing. And then when when Ben even came back, I just I don't think Juju's what everyone cracks him up to be and it's really gonna show in the Chiefs offense, especially yeah. if they can't get another wide receiver in there and it's gonna be him and Kelsey. He's not gonna be able to do what Tyreek Hill did. Yeah. Okay, so now here here's a big one. Um Michael Thomas, Cincinnati for a one-year deal. 
Michael Thomas just went to Cincinnati. The free safety Michael Thomas that's already been. Oh, I saw you meant the Saints Michael Thomas. I'm just like, what? Bro, don't need another weapon. About to line Michael Thomas up at tight end with this shit. Yeah, no, I I saw it was a safety. I was about to say. He was about to lose his mind. (laughs) How many more weapons does that man Joe Shiesty need? Yeah. Um. So yeah, then we can kind. Of, that's kind of like all the big name ones. There's the smaller guys, but it's like, eh. we can look at some of the the top free agents left that have not been signed yet. Um, there's there's quite a list. Um, on yeah. On this. yeah, I mean, uh, I got the article up here. I mean, we got Tyron Matthew, who we talked about. I'm surprised he hasn't gotten somewhere yet. Yeah. I mean, he's just a ferocious safety that can do about anything you want. Mm-hmm. Then we got uh. Odell Beckham Jr. He did have an ACL tear, but I, I still feel like at 29 years old he can still perform yeah. to where he needs to be. Then we got Stephon Gilmore, who's a good. He's still a good corner. He was just defensive player of the year a couple years ago. Exactly, like he's still a good corner. I mean, shit, Steelers throw him a contract yeah. offer. We need him. Uh, Dwayne Brown, offensive tackle. He's still here. I mean, uh. He's good, and I feel he could go in for a one or two year deal and help a team out. Hey, yeah. Cowboys offensive yeah. tackle here for you. Yeah. Uh, we got Bobby Wagner, who there uh, showed some declines, but he's still a really good linebacker, middle yeah. linebacker. I don't care who you are, who you're going up against. He's a really good linebacker. Uh, now we got. Uh, Jadavion Clowney, mm-hmm. who I mean, he didn't really. I don't even really think he eye popped last season across from Miles Garrett. No, he really didn't. I just, I don't know. I just think he, he again, he's not cracked up what everyone thinks he should have been compared to what he started out with. Yeah, I, I, people got a people got a wrong perception about him very early on, and it destroyed his career because people had the perception because he was drafted number one that he was this you know yeah uh that he was this generational edge rusher you know what i mean but he never had or was that he was always just a very 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 good run defender like he could pass rush but he's always been a really good run defender so when he came in the NFL and he wasn't putting up double-digit sacks every season. People were like, oh, you know, he's a bust, blah, blah, blah. And, well, yeah, I mean, I guess he, you know, from what his expectations were, he was a bust. He never was meant to put up double-digit sacks every season. That's just not what he was. He was a tackles-for-loss guy. And he was someone that could get into the backfield and disrupt uh, and disrupt that run game. Yeah. Um, so uh, now I, have, I, have, I have a thing here we can do. I'll read down through some of the, the bigger, older name for agents, and I want you to tell me if you think they'll even sign or they might be they might not get signed, they might be done. Okay. Okay. Julio Jones, 33 years old. I, st- I think he just off of his name, he could get at least another year. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, I think it, it's gonna be his outro in mm-hmm. the career. Bobby Wagner, 31. 
I feel he's still got a year or two left in the tank. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm him, I'm signing with a Super Bowl contender to bring yep. their defense a little bit more of an edge. You know, Chargers, Chiefs, somewhere like that to where I can actually start and I can show them, hey, I'm still here. Yep. Um, Jarvis Landry, 29. I mean, there are teams that are in need of a wide receiver, so I do think that he is going to get a call at some point, whether it's during the free agency or when the season reports that he might even want to go back to Cleveland now. He might want to. Yeah, because they got Amari Cooper. He's like, oh, man, I can do that. And they got the strong Watson. So he's like, hey, I have a quarterback now. Yeah, that is true. I mean, um, he, I feel like he's he's going to get a contract either way. Yeah. Uh, Landon Collins, 28. Landon Collins, 28. What position? Isn't he a lineman? Hey, he, 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 was, uh, he was in the Giants for – he was drafted by the Giants. He was there for a couple of years. And then he went to Washington a couple years ago, and he just – every season in Washington, he just got slightly worse, slightly worse, slightly worse. I mean, someone's going to throw him a contract probably. Landon Collins has always been a Walmart version of Jamal Adams. He's never been very good at coverage. He's always been a more in-the-box type safety. And if you're not – like, you can't be an in-the-box safety and not even be elite in the box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he's really going to get anything. I mean, um, uh, we also got to think about when the season hits, we're going to have injuries, we're going to have this. So yeah. someone – now, so yeah, he, these guys yeah. might get called during the season. Yeah, but off season, I don't think he's gonna get anything. Maybe, um, but Calais Campbell, thirty-five. I actually did see Calais. Um, I think Calais could get something in the off season, especially uh, if you put him at defensive tackle. I feel like he could be an uh, a good one-year defensive lineman for a team that's trying to win now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, he can still get in there and disrupt uh, some stuff. So, um, I think he can. Yeah. Jason Pierre-Paul, 33. If he does sign anywhere, I think he goes back to Tampa Bay. I can see that for sure. Um, Joe Hayden, 32. Uh, he, I, I, he's just not the corner that he used to be, in my opinion. No. I, don't think he, I don't think he's actually going to get a call this offseason. That wouldn't surprise me. Um, now this guy's not older, but he really had a really rough season with injuries, and he just doesn't seem to have value anymore. And that's Will Fuller at twenty-seven. I still think there still is possibly potential there, especially being as young as he is. Mm-hmm. I think, I think someone is gonna give him a shot that needs a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Because um, I feel like he doesn't have a lot of leverage to push to get a lot of money. Yeah, for sure. Not at all. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 39. I want to see Fitzmagic on the team keep that streak going. But this really could be it for him. He might announce his retirement soon. Yeah. Do you know what the crazy part is? I don't think he's ever made a uh, Pro Bowl. No, he hasn't. And I, that, I don't think he's qualified to make the Hall of Fame then. No. Um, hey, hey, hold on. Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, if you're seeing this, be a starting quarterback this season. We'll, we'll vote you in. You're going to the Hall of Fame, baby. Hell yeah, we got you. We got you. We got to get him to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, Ndamukong Sue, 35. I don't know. I mean, 
again, older player, st- still has potential to be good on a one-year, maybe two-year he deal. Back to Tampa, that's where he was. Uh, yeah, probably. Um, be part Don- of the old man show. Yeah, Dante Hightower, thirty-two. I feel like I don't. I don't think he's gonna get another contract simply because if you look at the game today, you have a lot of agile tight ends that can outrun most middle linebackers. And I think Hightower is more of an in-the-box, stop-the-run type of guy. And if you put him in coverage, he's going to get beat ten to- nine times out of ten. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's because, like, obviously growing up in the, the Patriots dynasty, I hated the team. But I've always really, really liked and enjoyed watching Dante Hightower play. Um, and it's one of those cases where it's like, a guy you grew up watching is getting phased out of the NFL, and it, it sucks. It definitely sucks to see players you used to like not be able to play anymore. Oh, yeah, I can definitely agree on that. It's just – it's sad mm-hmm. a little bit because these players you grew up watching and you're kind of just like, ooh, look at him. You know, he's making plays or whatever. And then now it's kind of just like, damn, he, he can't even get a contract anymore. And this is another one that fits right up that alley. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, 32. Ooh, I remember them T.Y. days. Oh, yeah. The little touchdown celebration, T.Y., (laughs) T.Y. I just, I don't know, maybe he gets a contract because of his name for a year or he signs uh, signs a contract with the Colts just to retire a Colt. Yeah, I I don't, I don't, he's just been so injury plagued. It just hasn't been very good when he's played anymore the past couple of seasons. I, I think he might be pretty much on his way out at this point. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be one of them. We'll sign in, and then he's going to retire to deal. Here's a name you probably haven't heard of in a couple of years. Uh, Jimmy Graham, 35. I, the last time I remember seeing him, I think he was on the Bears. Yes, that's where he came from. I, I don't – I mean, there's a market for him potentially, but I don't really think he's going to get a contract in the in off season, yeah, in the off season. Uh, let's see here. Cole Beasley, thirty-two. I don't. Cole Beasley is just. I don't know. I don't really like him. Me neither. I used to. Then he left Dallas to start shit talking us all the time, and then had a bunch of off the field stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna get anything. No. Even when not, even when the season hits, I think he, I think he's done. Yeah, um, Cam Newton, thirty-two. I think there are reports that the Panthers would actually bring him back. You know, Cam is one of those guys where, for two or three seasons, he looked indestructible, and then he completely broke down. His body completely broke down because he's being a 32 year old quarterback. Typically, still have four or so years left in their body, but just the type of quarterback Cam is, he just doesn't have that. Yeah, and I think with the play style he is, and with the way he's been performing, especially when you get past 30, it's hard for teams to look at a quarterback and say and bring him in to be a starter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you got guys that are 30 that kind of prove themselves a little bit. Like, hey, I can start in this league and put up decent numbers. But the past couple of years from Cam, it's just not been there. Yeah. 
Um, how about this guy? This is a guy that kind of had a breakout season and then really fell off a cliff. Is uh, Philip Lindsay? He's only he's only uh, twenty seven. Uh, I think there are teams that need a halfback that might throw him something in the offseason. If not, it's going to be one of them. He's going to bite, just wait, and there's going to be an injury that happens, and then he's going to get called, and then he's going to come out, and then he's going to show him why he should have been signed in the first place. You know, I remember that year for, for Denver, and he just completely, you know, undrafted guy who's completely broke out, and people were like, oh, man, here we go, Denver from the running back. And then you, you just didn't hear from him ever again. And then he was, he was on Houston. And then he was just in, on Miami, and it's like, you know, this guy that was, I think he might have even been a pro bowler that year, he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, I wonder if that was, was it his fault? Because they're not playing that well? Or did Denver just do the stupid sh- thing and just trade him away? I'm seeing if I can pull up. Because I don't know, it's been a couple of years now. Because, um, I mean, if he got traded away, I can kind of understand that. Because you just had a pro bowl year, you're you're on a high rise. And the next thing you know, they just trade you away, and it's kind of just like, why'd you trade me? Yeah. Um, let's see if I can. It just says career earnings and stuff. I don't really want to do that. Hold on. Let me see if I can. Because, like I said, I mean, it was like it was only twenty eighteen. I think he was undrafted, so it's like he's he's barely been in the league anyway. Um. Yeah, okay, so um, his rookie year had 1,037 yards and nine touchdowns. His second year, he had 1,011 yards, seven touchdowns. And then he dropped almost 100. He dropped over 100 carries the third year and only had 502 yards and one touchdown. And then he was in Miami and did nothing, had 119 yards, no touchdowns, and then was on Houston this past year, had 130 yards and one touchdown. I still think there's potential there, especially with him being uh, 27. Mm-hmm. With teams that are going to need a uh, running back coming up, but I just, I don't know. It's just hard to say. You know what I mean? Like, uh I mean, I'm looking at an article, and it says reasons why uh, Denver moved on from Philip Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the signing of Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Uh, Pat Schumer's offense. No pre agency extension for Lindsay. Like they didn't, they weren't planning on extending him at all. Yeah, and it's tough because teams have learned not to pay running backs. Um, and I'm sorry, I, it, it, it was Houston and then Miami this past year, not the other way around, like I said it. But um, it, I don't know. I don't know. I know he had a couple injuries, but, like, he went from back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons to not getting the ball. Yeah, I... I still think he could be a good running back or at least a really good backup that you could put him in and it could really help you. But I just I just think he's being a little slept on, that he could still come in and he could do do good things. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. 
But so yeah, that that's kind of it. That the rest are just kind of like eh, signings or free agents that probably aren't going to get signed. You know, it's been a wild one, and free agency is not over yet, obviously. Um, but this has definitely been a wild free agency. I think, you know, I know we we touched on this on the last episode, but um, now more than ever, you're seeing the the change of guard in the NFL. You're seeing a lot of the older players we grew up watching just being shifted out of the league and all these, these young guys coming in, which, you know, is great to see a lot of these young guys succeeding and playing well. But you always have that place in your heart where you, you, you know, you miss seeing those guys you grew up watching leave. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm in the same boat uh, with that because like, if we look back 10 years ago, 12 years ago, when we were very impressionable watching this, we had guys, we had Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Eli Manning, mm-hmm. Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, Ryan Fitzpatrick. We had these guys, and we grew up watching them and kind of like watching how they play. And now, about everyone from that list is out of the league except Tom Brady and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And even them, Ryan Fitzpatrick is probably going to be out the door after this season. Yep. After, like, it, it's sad to see. Yep. You know, yeah, like it's just it's how the game goes, and I just I can't imagine ten years from now, nobody I grew up watching will still be in the league. You know, even even like realistically, five years depending on Brady, right? Because at this point, it's kind of I mean I don't it's not only Brady, but the other players are are hitting their 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 ends, and they're going to be gone within the next couple of years. You know. Brady's like the only guy where it's like, how long is he gonna play for? You know, uh, Brady's gonna play till he dies. Yeah, probably. He's gonna be back there, eighty some years old, still flinging the ball like nothing. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's just, it's definitely that's that's the that's the worst part of every sport is seeing you know your favorite players leave. Um, but hey, it's just how it goes, right? Yeah, that's how it goes with sports. Because I mean. Flipping over to basketball here quick. I mean, look at the NBA. Curry's past 30. Durant's past 30. Harden's past 30. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Paul, LeBron, Carmelo. They're all closer to 40. Yeah. Kevin Love, like all these guys that we watched up in the late 2000s, early 2010s. They're all starting to fade out. And you got guys like John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, who aren't even 25 yet. Mm-hmm. Just taking over the league, and it's kind of just like Luca. Straight up, yep. Yeah, Luca Doncic. They're just taking over the league, and they're starting. I shouldn't say fading away, but it's getting to the point to when they're soon gonna hang it up. Mm-hmm. I know. I think people like Katie and Kevin or uh, Katie and Curry have four or five more years for sure. Um. Those guys is kind of hard to tell because they don't really look like they're slowing down. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it also comes to the point too when they just might not want to do it anymore. They might just hit a brick wall and be like, hey, I'm done. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. And I mean, KD, he might in like five, six years, he might not be able to drive to the basket Mm -hmm. as great as he used to be. But the man could still shoot and probably even get better at shooting. Mm -hmm. Where, you know, LeBron's always defied expectations of like his body and stuff like that. Um, but I just 
I don't think he has much more than two or three seasons left. I've told you this before, and I will stand on this mountain. LeBron is going to – I think, what? when is his son coming in the league? Um, I can pull it up to be exact. Mm. Bronny can get drafted 2024. 2024. So it'll be – not this class, the next class, but it'll be the next class. So he would have to go through um, two what, more years. And then the third season would be one where him and the son are both in the league. I'm looking up his current. Yeah, he has, I think, two more years left on his cut. He's a free agency in 2023, so he's a free agent next year. Mm. Oh, actually, you know what? I, I'm wrong. Apparently, um, he if he if he reclasses up, for the 2023 draft, which will be not this one, but the next one. I think he's... I, I honestly think Bronny is going to reclass the class of 2023. LeBron's contract is going to be up. And he's going to sign with whatever team drafts Bronny. Because he wants to play with his son for one year and then he's going to retire. Well, apparently, I just found this article here. LeBron James a firm's plan to play final NBA season with Bronny. Um, I've been calling it for years. Los Angeles Lakers forward LeBron James on Saturday reaffirmed his plan to play his final season in the NBA with his oldest son, Bronny, on a team he ultimately lands with. Um, so, I... I Bronny's going to get picked. Bronny's going to get... What were you going to say? Sorry. I was going to say, I guess what's going to happen is wherever Bronny gets drafted... LeBron's going to sign to like on a one-year deal. Yeah. And um, that, that would be some shit. What if he gets drafted by Cleveland? What if he gets drafted by the Lakers and LeBron's going to go back? LeBron's like, nah, bro, sorry, I ain't doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> he, sorry, I know you're my son, but I ain't going back there. I can't go. He goes to Miami. <laughs> oh, sorry, <Oof>. bro. <laughs> hey, yo, 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 Celtics, draft him. Draft him, <laughs> right. trade up and draft him. We'll take LeBron. We'll take LeBron, Tatum, Bronny. Ooh, you'll draft Bronny, Bronny at first overall just just to get LeBron. Not even for Bronny, just to get LeBron. Oh hell yeah, get <laughs> him in there for a year. Our fucking shooting guard, Jalen Brown, small forward, Jason Tatum, power forward, LeBron James. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be a goaded lineup. We win in a championship, super team. Let's go. Rob Williams at center. Man, look at that team. You're really going to keep at me with that Rob Williams. Hey, he has proved everybody wrong this season. He has. I will give him that. He has. He has stepped up. I've never – I haven't – I've been a fan of his in general, mm-hmm. but not a fan as a starting center. That's yeah. the only thing that I got to say about him is because of the height. But he's just been defying the odds, mm-hmm. in my opinion. He's been like a better Montrez Herald. Yeah. So I, I guess that will be something because – you know, the way it's going right now, Bronny's definitely not being taken first overall unless – and I don't think a team's going to do this, but, like, some team might be like, oh, well, if we take Bronny – We get LeBron. LeBron. So do we take them early? <laughs> but then it's like – but then it's like you take Bronny first overall, you get Bron for a year, and then you're left with a guy that probably wasn't worth the first overall pick. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, I, I think Bronny's – because, like, he's still young. And he's playing on a Sierra Canyon team, which is just always stacked. But he just hasn't been great, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that you got to say is, like, these people travel to these different schools for 
high school basketball like us in Pennsylvania. We had a guy um we had a guy that played for Trinity. He left uh Trinity in Pennsylvania and he went out to see Air Cannon to play with uh LeBron uh Bronny. Oh wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Chance Westry. If you want to look him up, Chance Westry, he went to school in Pennsylvania at Trinity. Okay. And then he left for Sierra Cannon. Hmm. What's his name? Chance what? Oh, Chance Westry. Oh, okay. Okay. Can't feel, oh, okay. That's not even that bad. Yeah, I think he, he got close to winning the state title with Trinity. And then after his June, sophomore season, he left for Sierra Cannon, and I think he's committed to play basketball at Auburn. Yeah, that's what I see here. Um, I'll be honest, I don't really watch high school hoops. Um, I don't either. The only reason why I knew about him was because he went to Trinity. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no. So, you know, yeah, going back, like I said, we're, a lot of the people we grew up watching are phasing out of the NBA and the NFL and just professional sports in general. Um, but that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's how the world works. You kind of have to live with it. Father time is undefeated. Yeah. Yep. Unless you're Brady. And LeBron. Yeah. Hell, even MJ had to take a couple years off to go gamble. <laughs> <laughs> People aren't going to like that one. <laughs> I mean, at least MJ didn't get suspended. Yeah, right? On the Calvin Ridley type beat. <laughs> That's going to be something when he comes back. Yeah, he's going to come back. <laughs> There's going to be no team there anymore. He's going to be like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to walk in and be like, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? Yeah, they're going to like, they'll draft a quarterback like sixth round, and Mariota will just not be good. And he'll come back to a six-round pick starting at quarterback. No, nah, no, nah, I know who they'll start at quarterback. Hmm. The man's Felipe Franks. Mm. I have never and I mean this with a true passion I have never gotten more frustrated watching a quarterback than Felipe Franks why? because he sucks (laughs) (laughs) and he's one of those guys that sucks and then they think they're so good (laughs) Like, like I'm all for having confidence in yourself for sure for sure but I've never seen a guy constantly trying to be a playmaker, scrambling around the backfield, blah, 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 just to fucking throw five feet to the defender's hand. Felipe Franks, I don't sit, he doesn't sit well with me. Did you know LeBron's middle name was Ramon? No. Yeah, it's, it's LeBron Ramon James Jr. Mm. Ramon. Ramon, yeah, Ramon. R A Y M O N E, Ramon. All right. Because they're calling LeBron RJ. (laughs) (laughs) He should join the next. There'll be two RJs on the team. (laughs) Anyway, that that shitty-ass joke will end this episode. Um. (laughs) RJ passes to RJ. RJ lobs it back to RJ. And he slams it home. (laughs) RJ to RJ. Oh, man. Uh. I can't wait for the day. Opening opening day in the NFL, Tua two is gonna drop back and throw a sixty yard pass to Tyreek Hill to start the season. They'll be all celebrating and there'll be a flag on a play, holding 
Left guard number 52, Connor Williams. Replay first down. And then they'll cut him immediately. <laughs> or um, Patrick Mahomes drop backs to pass. He looks off Kelsey, looks at Juju running down the side of the field. He throws it, and it's intercepted. <laughs> Juju, Juju stopped halfway up his route to do a TikTok dance. I'm not really sure what he's doing there, Joe Buck. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Juju was running down the sideline on the Chief, uh, chief sideline. Next thing you know, he stopped with Jackson Mahomes mid-play to do a TikTok. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I know I sent that meme to the group chat earlier of um, – it's like what Tyree Kill when Jackson Mahomes and Juju want to do a TikTok. He's like zooming off. <laughs> getting the hell out of town. No way doing that. I, that is just, I, I don't know. I don't know what, I know, he wanted to be paid. And Casey obviously just couldn't afford it. But like, I don't know. I feel like if you're Tyree Kill, this is your, being on this KC team is your best chance of winning a Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, play out your contract with them and then go somewhere. But then again, it's like, you know, when he plays out his contract, he'll be closer to 30. Blah, blah, you know what I mean? So I, your, I guess, He's trying know. to get his money now. For sure. And I, and I respect that for sure. Um, I just think he kind of, I don't want to say throw away, but like he, he kind of threw away his chance at a ring because I just don't envision the Dolphins anytime soon competing. Oh, yeah, I can agree with you on that. The other thing is, is if Mahomes did, did would have did what Brady has always done. There would have been a lot more money on yeah. the table right there. That's but all then, I got to say about but, that. But then again, hey, listen, if you're getting offered $500 million, saying no is kind of a really hard thing to do. That is true, but look at the rest of the team. Yeah. So, it, it, you know. I mean, they did get a steal in, I think it was last year's draft. Yeah, it was last year's draft with their uh, right guard or left guard, Trey Smith. Oh. First round talent dropped like the fifth or sixth round. Yeah, that, that was wild. But um, but hey, yeah, no. If I got thrown a bag, man, I'm gonna accept it for sure. So like, uh, Bleacher Report, House of Highlights, ESPN, anybody, you know, we'll come on be your color commentators. Uh, yeah, except we're not colored. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> all right, now that joke is gonna end the show. But hey, throw throw the bag at us if you need us to be more PG. We can, I promise. You know, um, we can be PG, we can come in, we can cover uh, NBA games, NFL games, we can be analysts, whatever you want us to do, we can do. Just throw us in a little bag, get us started, we will yeah. do whatever you guys need. Um, you want us to get coffee for uh, Joe Buck in the morning, I'll go get coffee for Joe Buck. Okay, maybe anybody but Joe Buck. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just don't ask me to do anything for Troy Aikman. Yeah. Or Tony Romo. Hey, now. <laughs> 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 all right so um anything else for you no i think that about wraps it up all right well uh thank you guys for tuning in to another oh, wait episode. i got one oh. thing i got one thing okay celtics winning the world <laughs> celtics are winning the world series yeah <laughs> celtics are winning the nba championship this year i'm calling it defense right. is top in the league offenses I think top 15, if I'm correct. Like, they are doing really good on offense and defense. Celtics are the team to beat in the East. Should have the one seed, but, you know, we don't. So, better watch out. All right. You heard it there. Um, Celtics in four. Celtics in four. Who are they taking down in the finals? Um, They're going to take down the Suns. Okay. That's right. They're going to take down the Suns. Devin Booker is going to look across. He's going to see Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Rob Williams just staring him down. And Chris Paul's going to be like, my guy, I got nothing. <laughs> and then Jason Tatum's going for 50. Jalen Brown's going for 35. And Rob Williams is getting a quad dub. All right, all right. 
I'm calling it right here, right now. All right, we all hear it. All right, so uh, thank you guys for watching. It's been another episode of the uh, J&G Sports Network podcast. We will catch you guys probably either this weekend or early next week, I'm assuming, probably. Um, We'll get that. We we definitely have to find ourselves a schedule to post. You know what I mean? So we're posting on the same couple days, but we'll figure that out. We got a long way to go. Yeah. All right. So, yep, it's been J&G Sports Network. Uh, It's Jay over here, G over there. Y'all have a safe one. Yep. See you all later. Peace.